0: what up what up what up everybody good morning good evening good afternoon whatever time you're listening to this it's your girl Imani Michaela and this is another episode the fourth episode of respectfully I'm not sorry let me say this okay I know I've been gone for two weeks because school has been kicking my ass like disrespectfully okay I have been any and everywhere and I'm very grateful and I'm not complaining whatsoever. I've just been any and everywhere child, so I really haven't had time to record. And on top of that, having time to record, sorry if y'all hear me breathing in the mic a lot. Um, I didn't really notice I like breathe. I feel like I shouldn't have pointed that out low key because y'all gonna be noticing I breathe in the mic too goddamn much. But, um, that's just how I breathe for real I, I I don't know if if that's like breath control or something like that if it is I'll work on it I'll actually I'll look that up anyways that's besides the point um but yeah I apologize if I'm breathing the mic too much especially for this particular episode um but before we get into this particular episode two disclaimers I'm in a study room so the air might go off I try to turn it off and it's not coming off for nothing and um also another disclaimer This episode is not for clout. I don't want any, like, I don't have any bad intentions with this episode. This episode is strictly to celebrate the life that we're going to talk about um, because this person has had a big impact on, you know, the black community and the culture who had a part in it. And the way that they, you know, were taken away from the world was unnecessary. Um, this podcast is not meant to hurt the family or anything. I'm not trying to be like these other niggas and put it together, um, because I don't need to. That's the job of the law enforcement system, and they can do their job. I'm not, I'm not going to do that, because I feel like there's levels to this shit, even though people are so invested because we are really hurt about this, like, as a community. Some of y'all really go overboard, and, um... Now other people are being dragged into it, and y'all know how it gets, because sometimes when other people get dragged into it, stories get misconstrued, and the story gets totally told a whole different way than what it happened. And the only people that were there are the only people we gonna be talking about today. So I'm not going to put no pieces together. I've seen videos, not the graphic videos. I wanna make that clear too. Every video I've seen and every picture I've seen, I haven't even seen a picture, I've seen videos, were on TMZ, so they weren't graphic. I don't wanna see any graphic photos. I don't, um, and that's simply because out of respect and also because I don't wanna see that because that person doesn't deserve to be seen in that light, point blank period. So if their media teams listen to this, I really hope y'all pay whoever, them other people is paying to get rid of y'all, get rid of that shit because that's that's unacceptable. We had a legend just die, he didn't deserve that. No one deserves that, but he really didn't deserve that. Um, so yeah two disclaimers that's it but let's get into the episode like I said this is going to just be an episode where we talk about one topic one particular person and that one particular person we are talking about is takeoff from the Migos um I guess okay I'm gonna start with how I found out the news because I feel like I want this to be like a open conversation because I feel like everybody in the community is really hurting from this like people may be like oh, y'all didn't know takeoff, so, like, there's there's no reason for y'all to even be that upset, but what y'all fail to realize is, the Migos is all we listened to from, like, 2017 to, like, 2018, 19, for real, not even that, I'm lying, from, like, damn, because Versace came out in 2013, so we really been fucking with the Migos for literally, for, like, from 2013, well, until now, but, like, heavily 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 from 2013 to 2018 like they had a whole good five-year run like so they were you know they were a part of our daily lives niggas was listening to handsome and wealthy while getting ready she don't want to be a freak no mo. everybody felt that song like bad and bougie that song was everywhere for months i heard bad and bougie on the radio at least once a day like they were a part of us you know they were a part of our everyday life And even though Take wasn't as popular or as out there flashy as, like, Offset and Quavo, he was just as important. And if you were a real Miguel fan, you knew he was just as important. And Quavo and Offset would tell you that he's just as important. So this is why this shit hurts so much, because, one, he got killed for no reason, and also because, two, he was a part of us and he didn't deserve that. You get know what I'm saying, like he just didn't deserve that. If this whole story is true and if the way that they're lining up and if all this evidence that they're putting out is true, he really didn't deserve that at all, at all. Um, I'm in my bed, I get up, I get up, it's like, I forgot what David says, I think it was last Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, I get up and I, get a t- I look at my text messages and one of my homegirls is like, yo, Takeoff died, hip hop is changing forever. And I'm like, what? I'm like, take off, dog? And y'all, when I saw that shit, that shit didn't even click. Like, that shit didn't even click at all. Like, it didn't feel real. I was like, what? I was like, not take. Y'all niggas tripping. There's probably another nigga in not take. Like, cause take, take off, go ahead, take off. Like, <laughs> like, take. So, nigga, I'm going on my Twitter, cause you know, one thing, Twitter, go, one thing that I know, like clarifies an artist's death is going on Twitter and seeing them trending number one. Because when, and it's been two years since King Vaughn passed. Um, when Vaughn passed, they were like, it was so many different things. It was like one minute he was in critical dish condition, one minute he was dead, one minute he wasn't dead, one minute he was in critical condition. And I was like, you know, what the fuck? And the only way that I knew that he was really, really dead was when I went on Twitter and like everybody was like mourning so I go on Twitter, and um, everyone was like, no, not take off and how you niggas killed, takeoff. And then one of the, the news sources confirmed it. They were like, yeah, um, it's sad to confirm that, you know, takeoff from the Migos was shot and killed in Houston over a dice game. And I was like, what the f— I was like, first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, I know niggas play dice. So I was like, okay, cool. Maybe it's a really bad dice game that went really, really. It Maybe it was a dice game that went really, really bad. That's what I meant to say. Um, I didn't really care too much about the situation. It was more the fact of, you niggas is telling me that Takeoff died. One third of the Migos, one third of the culture. Fuck you mean. The most humblest nigga out of the Migos. And Anybody can account for that. Nigga, you can go look at that on social media. Take, you know, he posts his little chains. He did what he did. He posts his cars or whatever. But he was still low key. Like, we didn't really know too much about Take. Even when I was a really big fan of the Migos, like, Take was the only one where, like, you couldn't, like, really find information on. Like, we knew everything about Offset and his situations. It was all on the internet, Quavo and his situations. It was all on the internet. Take, you can't find nothing bad about Take on the internet nothing so it was like and also take has never been one of the dudes where I need to get on to the story please because I've been talking for 10 minutes and I need to really break down the story please take was one of those dudes where he just never did the most on niggas on the internet he never picked on niggas and every nigga that's ever spoke that's spoken about him since he's passed away has said the same thing he's always been a cool chill nigga Funny with who he's comfortable with, talkative to who he's comfortable with, but respectful to everybody. So the shit didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. It really didn't make sense. But let's get into it. Um, so on November 1st, which was last Tuesday, it was either last Monday or last Tuesday, a little after 2.30 a.m., it was reported that a fatal accident had, had, had happened at an 810 Billards in Bowling in, at Houston which 810 Billards and Bowling is a bowling alley in Houston, Texas. And um, eventually the cops were informed that a man was shot, and the man that was shot was Takeoff. According to TMZ, Quavo and Takeoff were playing a dice game when an altercation broke out leading to shots being fired. So this is all we knew before other people came out, other witnesses who were there came out. This is all we knew. Takeoff got shot over a dice game that's all we knew okay that is all we knew and then about a couple after doing spending being on Twitter for like 15 minutes because it's like nigga like this is really happening like what the fuck is going on like your instant thought son is what the fuck is going on like nigga I wasn't even a big young doll fan and rest in peace to young doll and rest in peace eat out baby I don't know if I'll be able to touch on eat baby because what's um because of the amount of time I have but rest in peace eat baby because he didn't deserve that either um but nigga I'm on twitter trying to trying to figure out what's going on like what is going on and then these text messages get released and basically in the text messages um whoever was texting the person or whatever was like yo Quavo and this dude got into over a dice game and Basically, trying to make it seem like Quavo started it. Like Quavo couldn't take a joke. It was a it was a whole bunch of shit coming out, insinuating Quavo was the reason why Takeoff got shot, and it was over this dice game. So people are going with this narrative, and people are pissed at Quavo because people are like, "This is all your fault!" Blah, and first of all, as as a community, and as front and as fans and as outsiders who weren't there, and as especially towards someone like Quavo Huncho who has done a lot for the community, his community specifically, and Quavo Huncho who we've seen him do some ignorant things, but the only time we've seen him do some ignorant things was when he was doing relationship shit and that rumored shit with Nicki Minaj. It's the only time We've heard anything really, really ignorant about Quavo, okay? Quavo is not no bad dude. But then again, we don't really even really know Quavo like that because then again, I don't know this nigga Quavo personally, but the way they were, they, they were trying to make Quavo seem on Twitter as if he was a bad person and this is all his fault and whoop-dee-whoop-whoop-whoop and da 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 because the people in that text message were like, basically Quavo had gotten a little altercation or whatever and both sides pulled out guns and niggas started shooting and that's just how it was. And that's how Takeoff passed. Um, y'all don't know that full story So don't run with that And don't drag down Quavo in the process Because he saw his nephew get shot in the head I want y'all to understand that So be considerate I just wanted to put that out there Be fucking considerate Because is gonna be traumatized for the rest of his life Rest of his life And it wasn't like Takeoff was his band member That he saw occasionally That was his blood He grew up in the same house as that man This is, this is deeper than music Oh my. This is deeper than music This is someone's family That This is not even someone's family This is something that didn't have to happen To an innocent person And if you guys hear noise in the background I'm sorry, I'm literally filming this In my freaking University study room On my floor In my dorm So keep that in mind anyways so we're not gonna drag down Quavo I don't want to see that narrative I really fucking don't I really really don't um y'all can say oh you're being biased you're being this I don't give a I really don't I really don't y'all know what I was gonna say I didn't I didn't finish my statement but y'all know what I was gonna say I don't care we're not gonna do that that's traumatizing on anybody and once we get into this information I'm really finna show to y'all why we're not dragging Quavo Anyways, boom, TMZ lets us know and tells us that the altercation happened over a dice game or whatever. A witness comes out on Twitter and she tells her side of the story on things. So a witness comes forward telling her side of the story. It's one woman and she goes by the name of Triracial Angel 2 on Twitter and she tweets this. I'm gonna speak on this because I feel like I got to. I was right there next to takeoff. They wasn't arguing about shooting dice. Quavo was pressed and Takeoff was hit by stray bullets, shot for no reason, rest in peace Takeoff, he didn't deserve that, he was to himself the whole night. She continues, I didn't come out here for clout, I'm sad I watched somebody who was out the mix the whole time get killed in an accident, they weren't arguing about dice. Takeoff wasn't even shooting with them, They were in, They weren't. inside. they weren't arguing inside the club, it started five minutes after we got outside. We were finna go to the strip club. The argument started off as a joke, then it escalated. Everybody was just outside taking pictures. So the event that she's talking about at the bowling alley is was supposedly a birthday party for Jazz Prince, who was Jay Prince's son. Um, and I guess Jay Prince—I don't, y'all. I wasn't gonna talk about the Prince family because y'all, y'all, y'all know how the media treating them. And I know how I feel about certain things, but I don't know what the truth is. So I'm not going to put no narratives out there, right? But the fact that I've heard such and so about, so much about Jay Prince, and it's not even this takeoff situation, I've heard so many weird things about that family, like, not on some, like, um other, like, weird, weird stuff, I'm talking about some, like, power hierarchy stuff, like... The narrative of niggas gotta check in with Jay Prince when they go to Houston. I've heard that narrative multiple times and I never paid it too much attention until this shit happened with Takeoff. But I've heard that narrative too many times and the whole time I've heard that narrative I was like, who the fuck is this Jay Prince nigga for niggas to check in with him? Who are you? Because if you just the CEO of a label, why do we need a why do, why do our rappers gotta check in with you for protection? Why do our rappers gotta chicken with you just to make sure they don't get harmed when they come to the city? Why are you causing harm to somebody who doesn't want your protection? Allegedly. Um, Back to the story, I'm sorry. They were supposedly Quay and, Quavo and Takeoff are supposedly at um, Jazz Princess' private birthday party, because I guess Jazz Princess' birthday just passed or whatever. And they were there with the Mob Ties crew. So the Mob Ties crew, I'm gonna break this down. The Mob Ties crew is Jay Princetum's people. When you when you okay, y'all know that song, "Mob Ties" by Drake. Um, Jazz Prince was the one who founded Drake. Let's put that let's put that out there, right? He was the one that founded Drake. Jay Prince, his daddy, the daddy, is the record label that connects Drake to um, Cash Money. So I guess Jazz found. Drake, Drake is signed to his daddy and his daddy and Wayne got some agreement to where Drake is also Young Money Cash, I say cash money, please, Young Money Cash Money too. Mm-hmm. But what's it called? I don't know the deals, the the contracts between that and how that's broken down. I've been wondering about that because a lot of these rappers who turn into A&Rs, well, Jay Prince is not a rapper, but a lot of these rappers or a lot of these labels, who these independent labels who be signing these artists or whatever, the majority of their um, artists be getting deals with big record labels instead of getting a deal with them. I thought the whole point of signing the nigga was so you could have a deal with them. But anyways, that's, that's besides the point. Anyways, um, they were at Jazz. That, that's besides the point, and I'm sorry for rambling. I just had to get that off my chest because I'm not. If y'all could teach me something, teach me something. Okay, honey? Please. Anyways, they were at Jazz's birthday. So the event is private supposedly Quavo gets into a disagreement with someone and as he is about to walk away because if you look at the video that of the video that's leading up to the altercation excuse me y'all hold on the air is on but I don't know if I should stop recording should I stop recording Nah, I'm gonna just keep going y'all y'all get the gif y'all y'all been here with me with the with the damn AC sorry about the AC what's it called Quavo is getting ready to walk away. They said there was a disagreement. There was a joke that went wrong. And he's getting ready to walk away. I saw in the video he's getting ready to walk away. I didn't get to hear what the altercation was, like what, what they were talking about. Um, all I heard Quavo say was, I ain't talking about no basketball. And then he walks away and he said, y'all, let's go because I'm going to hurt this nigga. As he's walking away. And I, I want to put that in emphasis. I repeated that a couple times because I want y'all to know. Quavo did the right thing. He said, y'all, let's go. I'm going to hurt this nigga. He walked away. That, that, that could have been a simple disagreement and y'all could have never talked again. That that, that's what it could have been. That's what it could have been. So I want, I want y'all to put that in perspective too. That's what it could have been because Quavo was walking away. As he's walking away, an altercation happens. Some people are saying Quavo got punched. Well, the, most of people, a lot of people are saying Quavo got punched. I just don't know what the facts are on that. Um, but what's it called? People are saying Quavo got punched. I'm going to just say an altercation happened. Once that altercation happens, somebody, and they have his ass on camera, somebody pulls out a gun, multiple niggas pull out a gun, because if I'm not mistaken, actually I'm not mistaken, Both parties that night had weapons. And there was a lady that called in, and she was like, um, both parties that night had weapons. And there was a lady that called in, and she was like, um, I'm cool with the Prince family, and I just left Houston PD, because I guess she was giving a statement. And she was like, um, in order to like party with the mob ties crew, only the mob ties crew can have weapons on them. Only the mob ties crew can be strapped. Everybody else who parties with the mob ties crew, they cannot have no weapons on them. So she had made it seem like, okay, cool. This was low key given setup because if, if the Prince niggas is the only niggas with guns and they gang is the only niggas with guns cause they run with 50 11 different niggas. This is a setup. This is a setup. Cause how you gonna pull your gun out? When you know the other team don't got guns, you clearly not in a situation to where your life could be at harm. Cause let's be honest. I don't know how strong Quavo is, I don't, okay, I really don't, but um, I know Quavo not no big sumo nigga, he's a tiny nigga, okay, y'all can get in the paint and y'all can rough it out, no one need to pull out their gun, point blank, period, but even though the lady said that was the situation, the altercation happened outside. So I don't know where these niggas got weapons from. I don't know how these niggas got weapons from. I don't know if everybody went back to their car to get their weapon or if nobody actually left their weapon alone, period. But um, everybody had weapons because um, somebody on the Migos team right now is getting questioned or investigated with the crime. And hopefully you guys can hear me because this, this AC is pissing me off. But what's it called? Two people, no, not two people. One person from the Migos team is getting um, questioned along with a couple people from Jay Prince's team, allegedly, are getting questioned. But the um, altercation happened outside, so I wanted to clear that up. When the lady said that Jazz Princeton's people was the only people that had guns, they were the only people who had guns in the party. They were leaving the party to go to the strip club, according to the girl, I don't know where they were going, but they were outside, this altercation happened outside of the bowling alley. So altercation happens, five shots were fired. And if you listen to the video of them five shots being fired, First of all, you can hear the altercation. You can hear the lead-up to it. Quavo's like, let's go, man, because I'm about to hurt this nigga, right? Once he says that, you hear some type of scuffle happen. Scuffle happens. People are reacting in the video. Then it's boom, 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 boom. Or pop, 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 pop. Five shots, right? And someone and the, and the person who's recording the video, she's like, oh. like, she, she don't even understand what the fuck is happening. Um... Those five shots injured two people, and they killed Takeoff. Um, two of those shots entered his body through his head and his torso, and um, it killed him on the scene. According to the Harris County Institute of Forensic Science, which is the coroner department or the coroner's office in Houston, um, his death was caused by penetrating gunshot wounds of the head and torso into the arm. So the gunshot wound to the head went I guess clear through the head. And um that's the one that took him out and in the torso. And I haven't seen the video or the pictures of the blood and stuff come out of his head and all types of stuff like that. And I'm just putting this into perspective because if y'all, y'all I know myself, I'm nosy. So if I'm going to go look, if I'm hearing everybody talking about something, I'm going to go look for it from my own eyes. But I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to describe it to y'all because I don't want nobody seeing that shit. Because um, I don't want to see that shit. But from what I was told and what I was described, what it was described to me as by um people I trust not to lie to me or whatever, um... It was a clean shot through his forehead and a clean shot through his chest. there was no there was no coming out of there after that. That's how bad it was um, like I said, multiple videos and pictures of the graphics scene were posted to the internet, and this evidence is causing people to investigate. I want to talk about the videos a little bit um, it took a lot. I think it took a lot for a lot of people to go look at those videos cuz like I said Take was not no ordinary regular ass nigga. Take was highly respected. No matter what jokes and shit people had, he was highly respected. Point blank period. Okay? And not highly respected until oh he got money so we going to respect this nigga. No, it's this nigga has done nothing but help the community. He has done nothing but be graceful to us. He has not, has done nothing but just give us music and money. his business, honey. Okay? So um, I believe that's one of the main reasons, like I said before, why people are feeling this, but also why a lot of us don't want to look at those videos because he does not deserve that, point blank, period. He doesn't deserve that. I don't know. What calls QC or YRN need to make? But all that shit needs to be wiped off the internet. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it, and I don't think other people should see it either. And plus, he has a family. His mama and his sister and his brother don't deserve to see that shit. They don't. Y'all got to think. I agree with, I'm sorry, I keep getting off topic, but I agree with what Gilly said. A motherfucker is laying down on the floor dying, and the first thing you do is pull out your phone? That's what you do? And post it? like what? P&B Rock, instead of going to help that man, y'all recorded it and posted it? His lifeless body on the ground? Takeoff had a gunshot wound to the head, and that's what y'all posted? Anyways, sorry, I might be getting a little louder, because I know in episode two when I was talking about Kanye, Bitch, I was going and Kanye ass, but it was worth it. Um, it was worth it. Um, but anyway, that's what I had to point. I did not watch any of the videos, but I listened to the audio because I just wanted to see not even I wanted to see how people were talking about Quavo, like because the way people were talking about Quavo and how he reacted was like the saddest shit ever, literally, the saddest shit ever. Um, he was very hysterical in those videos. He was like, he's like, no. He's like, take, take, no. Like, y'all have to watch the videos to see where I'm coming from. Because people were trying to make it seem like Quay had, Quavo had set him up or all types of goofy shit like that, like he was in on it. Watch those videos and listen to how that man is howling out for his brother and how the nurse comes up to him and says, hey, I'm a nurse. I can help you. And he's like, he's and he's like, what can we do? What can we do? Look at those videos. Even though I just told you I listened to audio, I seen one, I saw the video on TMZ. Saw the video on TMZ. Look at the way that man is trying to pick his freaking nephew up. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Trying to talk about this is all his fault and he set him up and all this type of goofy shit. What is wrong with y'all? The way he reacted to that, it clearly wasn't a setup. Clearly, I'm sending a lot of love and peace and energy to Quavo, for real. And on top of that, a lot of love and peace and energy to his family, for real. Um, and the lady who called in, she was like, she was like, y'all keep saying Quavo this, Quavo that, did they tell y'all that Quavo passed the fuck out? She was like, did they tell y'all that Quavo fucking, we had to pick Quavo ass up and take him to his car? Did, you, did they tell y'all that, what the fuck? Someone said, I don't know if this was the lady, but someone said when Quavo called 911, um, the nurse was with him and he had kept asking the operator, is there anything I can do? Is there anything I can do? Is there's nothing that she can do? There's nothing that she can do. Like, the nigga was generally trying to figure it out. Trying to figure it out. Literally was trying to figure it out. And before we wrap up this part of the segment, um, not this part of the segment, but this part of the story, because we have all other side of the story. cuevo. I know niggas is telling you to come back to the music, talking about, take take, you know, take a couple weeks, come back to the music and tell your side of the story. Fuck the music, fuck the fans. Take your time and heal. Y'all have to fail, to, y'all have to realize that man saw a, gun sh- a, a bullet go through his nephew's head. Quavo been there with Takeoff since Takeoff's been born. Since Takeoff has been born. This is different. That's traumatized. First of all, that'd be traumatizing if it was any other human being and sending love and peace and healing to everyone who was there who had to witness that. But um, the music and all that shit don't matter. It don't matter. You need to heal. And I don't want to sound like a... Cause I feel like lately I've low-key been sounding like a, a chick who doesn't understand like things are the way they are cause simply people just don't want to change or simply because that's just how certain people's lives are. And that's not what I'm trying to sound like. What I'm trying to say is, this music and shit don't matter, bro. This shit don't matter. In a situation like this, this shit don't matter. An album can't fix this. A single can't fix this. Sitting down with all these different networks can't fix this. None of that shit brings takeoff back. And on top of that, like I said before, bringing down Quavo won't fix this either. Like, what I'm basically trying to say is, Quavo, focus on you. If you gotta take four years to get yourself together and to come back in the game, do that. Cause you'll have a support system when you get back. Trust and believe, like, the way that we was going up for Kobe, bro, I feel like, how are we gonna go for takeoff? And y'all could be like, oh, that's doing too much, no. Like, the way that we're about to go up for takeoff is the same way we went up for Kobe because this shit didn't need to happen. But I want Quavo to heal himself because black men, especially black men, have a problem with not healing themselves. They just move through the trauma. Situations like this happen because black men move through the trauma and they're not guided on how to get through their trauma. Quavo needs to heal. Quavo needs to heal. And people were trying to blame this on hip-hop. And I want people to understand this shit is deeper than hip-hop. It's deeper than this street shit. This has a lot to deal with the male ego, pride, and lack of thought. Because if niggas would have sat there and thought that out, and... And niggas would have put their ego to the side because the only reason them niggas put out that gun, those guns them, that night is because, one, they've gone through situations because, you know, trauma has made them react that way. But also, niggas, it, niggas, every nigga wants to be the big nigga. Everyone wants to be the one that comes out on top. Put your ego to the side and have some thought. When Quavo said, let's go, I'm going to hurt this nigga, that was thought. That was thought. You niggas pulling out them guns, that was a lack of thought. And an innocent person died of that, because of that. Those guns didn't have to get pulled out on both sides, on both ends of the spectrum. They did not have to get pulled out. And the only reason they got pulled out is because of the trauma you niggas refused to go get through, the male ego, because every, well, all you niggas want to be the, the one on top, the big head honcho, and the lack of thought. An innocent man got killed because of the lack of thought in the mail you go. That was the situation that happened that night. The day after, the Prince family comes out, Jazz comes out and says that he woke up to the news, which, if y'all be on the internet, y'all know, y'all, y'all know. Um, and then, actually, I'm not gonna talk about that. Um, but if y'all go on the internet and search up the the Prince family, specifically Jay Prince Jr, y'all gonna see why I'm not talking about that because that family clearly has a lot of money and they pr- clearly have a lot of. It's not like I'm like scared of them or anything. It's just like I'm not gonna put myself like academics said. Don't put yourself in no position to where you can get killed, bitch. And I'm not saying that's going to happen to me, bitch. But I'm just saying I'm not going to put myself in no position to do that. And also, I don't know the facts. But I do know that nigga J. Prince Jr. said what he said at the end of that video when the girl asked him what was going on. I do know that because that's, that's on film. That's on film, but that's besides the point. Jay Prince releases a statement himself. Um, Jay Prince Jr. has still hasn't said anything. And for y'all like, bitch, what? who's who? Jazz Prince, that was his birthday. Jazz is the second son, if I'm not mistaken. Jay Prince Jr. was the one that was wearing all black. Actually, hold on. Actually, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. If y'all see that video Quavo posted on his story that night, That's Jazz Prince Jr. That's Jazz. Jazz Prince. The video, the nigga that was there outside when the altercation happened, that's Jay Prince Jr. Jay Prince Sr. is their daddy who owns the label that Drake is signed to. So just so y'all can, like, get, like, a little recollection of who the Prince family is. But, um, yeah, Jazz said they found out the news the night after. Jay Prince, the the big Jay Prince, He came out with a statement, a very long statement, saying that takeoff was family and all types of bullshit like that. I call it bullshit because of the shit that's circulating around this family. Um, But like I said, it's not my job to solve it, it's not your job to solve it. It's the Houston Police Department's job to solve it. And as of right now, the Houston Police Department, aka HPD, is searching for individuals involved in the murder. Because this is a murder and it's now classified as a homicide, which is another word for murder. But it's not classified as a homicide. Y'all killed it, not y'all, but whoever killed, whoever is responsible for the gunshot wound through his head and through his torso. You killed an innocent man. And I don't give a fuck if it's on the print side. I don't give a fuck if it's on the wire inside. Killed an innocent man. Because you didn't think to think. You didn't think to think. Anyways. Rest in peace, take off. So sad this happening, bro. But um, I don't want this whole episode to be sad. I want to talk about the Migos. I want to talk about their impact. I want to talk about Takeoff's impact. I want to talk about why this shit hurts so much, especially for hip hop lovers and especially for peop- just black people in general, why this shit low key hurts so much. Because this man has done a lot for the culture, okay? He has participated a lot in the culture. I feel like I some of my friend the other day, I was like, I feel like the Migos changed a lot. And since you know, I'm I'm younger, so like I understand the impact of like the biggies, the Lil' Kims, Pox, Dre, Snoop, but I didn't live through that era. Okay. I lived through this era. I lived through, I don't know why I came in this club with two girls i lived through the look at my dad. i lived through i lived through that okay this is a part of my fucking life my generation's life this sucks okay this fucking sucks okay this fucking sucks so but instead of harping on the part that it sucks because we can't change the fact that he's not here i want to tell their story because i want people to understand how big the Migos were, and how successful Takeoff was. So let's start from the beginning, child. Let's start from the beginning, okay? Kirshen and Curry Ball was born June 18th, 1994 in Lawrenceville, Georgia, AKA the North. And if you was a Migos fan, if you was there back in the day, like how we was there back in the day, even though back in the day was like 2017, 2018, please. Y'all know which way, that way, the North way, okay? So, he was born in the north he grew up in a home with his mother grandmother edna aka mama which if y'all know any migo song the famous ad-lib is mama that's who they talk about miss edna the granny um who was quavo's mama and his uncle quavo so quavo's sister is takeoff's mama quavo has two sisters one of his sisters is quite ice takeoff's mama throughout his childhood he gained uh, a close relationship with his coven his his cousin, if obviously known as Offset, so that's true. Quavo is Takeoff's uncle, and Offset, Quavo, and Takeoff are all cousins, because I guess the mamas are sisters, if I'm not mistaken. So they're all family, and they grew up tight together. It was them three, they grew up tight. Growing up, Take made beats while Offset and Quavo were at football practice, and once they got home, he would show them off. So basically, they would be at, ta- they would be at football practice they weren't really into it from the information and from the stories I read. They weren't really into the shit until like, Take brought it to them and showed them the beats and stuff or whatever. And as time progressed and as he grew older, he just fell more in love with the idea of being an artist because he wasn't just an artist. He wasn't just a rapper, he was an artist. Um, if you listen to The Last Rocket, which is um, his only solo album, I think they have their own individual solo projects or singles. For culture three, but Takeoff's official solo project, debut project. Um, The Last Rocket shows his like articism because he plays with different sounds. That's why I called him an artist. Um, he fell in love, he fell in love more with the idea of being an artist. And eventually, he convinced his uncle Quavo and his cousin Offset to rap with him. And that's when in 2008 the Polo Club was formed, but eventually they changed the name to the Migos. Okay. So yes, the Migos, before they were the Migos, honey, they was the polo club. Okay? And if you go look back at their all YouTube videos or whatever, you can see them wearing them big ass polo shirts with the fucking big ass khaki shorts. Yeah, Quavo, we saw you stinks. We saw you with them big ass <laughs> with them big ass khaki shorts and the fucking yo, you're funny as shit. Please. You two take off, we saw you too. We saw you too. And offset. We saw Okay. This really gonna this really gonna let me know if y'all Migos fans or not. Do y'all remember that video of Offset pop locking and dropping? Cause okay, real Migo fans, I'm telling y'all, real Migo fans, we've seen it all. We've seen all the YouTube videos from back in the day. Okay, we've seen the Who They Want take off, take off. We've seen that. We've seen Quavo do his little um, the Bando snippet. We saw that. But the infamous one, child, is Offset pop locking and dropping it. Do, do, do y'all remember that? Y'all remember that? Let me know. If y'all remember that, let me know, please. But what's it called? Um, Amigos was formed in 2008, and in 2011, the crew dropped their first mixtape, the Jug season. Following it up, they followed up with the mixtape, the 2012 mixtape, excuse me, No Label. And if y'all know the Amigos, y'all know No Label was, like, their thing for a little bit, okay? Was, like, their thing, like... And in interviews before they um, signed the QC and before, you know, they, you know, got big or whatever, they were like, we're heavy on no label, we're heavy on independency. It was strictly YRN, Young Rich Niggas, that's what YRN stands for, by the way. But, um, Crew dropped their first mixtape in 2011, second mixtape in 2012, but in 2013 is when shit got popping. Okay, because in 2013, they dropped their infamous Young Rich Niggas mixtape, which y'all, I, I call this mixtape infamous because the cover is legendary. The fucking catalog is legendary. Not luxury, please, bitch. Legendary, um, no skiffs, back-to-back, back, just pure classical trap music. Okay, okay, honey. And Young Rich Niggas had the hit single Versace, and eventually Versace got a feature from Drake and the also hit single that I personally loved. And I know a lot of people love Bando. Y'all know Bando? Like I Trappin' Out the House with the boards on the windows. If y'all don't know that, y'all really wasn't there, please. But, anyways, from there they went up. Versace took them places that nobody could imagine, literally. I remember when Versace was the shit. I ain't finna hold y'all. And even though that was 2013, I remember that because Versace was so catchy. Like, everybody knew the Versace, 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 Versace. Like, we all knew that. We all knew that. We all saw the video with Quay and Take had all that fucking Versace on. Versace from Tiptoe had the lions and all types of shit like that. Was it Lions? Was it Lions? I don't know. That video was extra, and it just, but it just fit them, okay? Like, it was just a moment. But what's it called? Um,. From there, they went up, and at that time, Offset was in jail, so it was really Quavo and Takeoff taking it off and doing what they needed to do and, you know, to put them out there. Following up the next year, they dropped No Label 2 with hit signals Fight Night, Handsome and Wealthy, and my personal fave, Freak No Mo. She don't want to be... Oh, actually, it's Wishy Washy on this album? Because I fucks with Wishy Washy. These whole Wishy Washy. That's a good one, too, okay? Anyways... Handsome and Wealthy, you niggas know Handsome and Wealthy. We still singing Handsome and Wealthy. It's 2014 when that came out. It's 2022 now. That's eight years, bro. We, I've heard ant, I hear Handsome and Wealthy everywhere. Fight night, fight night had niggas in a chokehold. Hit it with a left, hit it with a right. Like, come on. You niggas wasn't even fighting with Amigos Major. I feel like y'all had to fight. Like, please. Um, And then in 2015, they dropped it the back to the Bandol mixtape with... I feel like this song that really made it like seem like okay, cool, the Migos are here. The Migos are inventive, Not inventful, is that the word? Not inventive. The Migos are inventive. Maybe that's the right word. And the Migos, they're gonna be here to stay. These are not just three niggas that are coming for two, two, three years. They're here to stay. Look at my dad was on that mixtape, honey. And you, you niggas, every nigga was doing the dab, okay? And no matter how bad you look, and no matter how old you was, how young you was, because they even had kids doing the dab. They had kids doing the dab, bro, and they had grannies and grandpas doing the dab, okay? Like, they did so, they, they, please, because let me not get into it. Let me not get into it, get into it, because I'm, I'm going to leave that to the end. And then two years later, they dropped an album that changed them forever, and changed the culture. That was supposed to be a cool transition, but I don't know if it was that cool. But anyways, it to and January on January twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen, the group drops Culture with the hit single "Bad and Bougie featuring Little Uzi Vert. And before y'all like, "Bitch, this is supposed to be about takeoff." Um, it is about takeoff, but "Bad and Bougie was the number one single from that from that album. But what's it called? Do y'all remember when Culture dropped? Where were y'all when Culture dropped? First of all, how old were y'all? And were y'all even big Migos fans to even, like, really, really like Culture? And what was the first song off of Culture you heard off, like, for Bad, and Bougie? Because I remember I was in the car with my mama and my um, best friend, the girls with Best Friends at, at the time, shout out to her. Um, she, I remember, Slippery came on. And at that time, Odell Beckham Jr., I think it was Odell Beckham Jr., somebody in the sports world was fucking with Slippery Heavy Hevery, please, heavily. And she puts on Slippery, or Slippery comes on, and I'm like, yo, this is raw. I'm like, this is hard. I'm like, nah, 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 right? I was like, nah, I got to listen to this. After that, bro, I get interested. And from there, from there, it's it's up. Like, from there, it's up, like, Culture was that album. no skips, no skips, no skips. Drake's Take Care and jay Z's blueprint three um are two albums where I really have no skips on them, and culture falls right behind that. That's how good culture was. The impact culture had, the run culture had phenomenal phenomenal. Honestly, I think that was the right thing to that was the that was the right title for the album the culture, because they brought the culture, I feel like they brought culture back to the rap scene low-key, because at this point, I think at that time, it was really just like Drake and them taking over, I don't really remember right now, and like the SoundCloud era, yeah, I was like, this. yeah, nigga, it was SoundCloud, and the fucking, what's the one with the monkey, I I don't know, I don't know, but it was like the SoundCloud era, so it was like the Uzis and stuff that, that, that were taking over, so when they came out with culture, it was like, yeah, yeah. That's another mark. That's, that's another mark in the book because they changed the world. Anyways, a year later, on January 26, 2018, the trio dropped Culture Thru- Culture 2 with hit singles Stir Fi and Walk It Like I Talk It, featuring Drake. Um, and that year, they also go on tour with Drake and all types of stuff like that. And I also want to go back to the first Culture album. I saw the Migos live that year. They dropped Culture. They just, excuse the AC, they dropped Culture. In January, I saw the Migos in March, honey. And only reason I low-key went to go see was because Quavo is, Quavo is my man, okay? I loved Quavo, okay? Quavo is my boo-boo. I was holding Quavo down, okay? Period. Had him on Snapchat, everything was my boo-boo. Like, got tickets because I wanted to see that man, okay? Well, not even just him. Like, the Migos. I like, I, honestly, for real, I like all of them. None of them have really run me the wrong way. Um, none of them. It was just Quavo, Quavo was just always very attractive to me, so I was like, and he was just, Quavo just got that swag to him, I don't know what it is, I don't know what it is, Quavo just got that swag to him. But anyways, we're not, anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, later on, that year, November 2nd, 2018, Takeoff drops his debut solo album, The Last Rocket, with his hit single, Last Memory, which... Y'all niggas don't know Last Memory. Y'all niggas should know Last Memory. Y'all, first of all, y'all need to go listen to The Last Rocket, period. Please go listen to that. It's such a good, such a good project. Out of all the projects, um, Takeoffs was probably my favorite. I'm not even saying this because he just passed away. I'm saying this because it was just the more creative project. Like Offset and Quavo kept their sounds but Takeoff, like, ventured off in a sense. Like, he still kept the Migos sound, but just added his own twisted his own twist to it. And for that, and for it to be that creative and that innovative and that different from all the other shit we've heard from him, he really stepped outside of the box. So please go listen to The Last Rocket. Go stream that shit now. Anyways, Takeoff drops that in November. Offset drops his solo project in 2019. And Quavo drops his project in October, Um yeah, they take a break or whatever. After Offset dropped his album or whatever, which was in 2019, they went on hiatus. They was living their life. They was doing what they do or whatever. Boom. June of 2021, the trio dropped their long-awaited project, Culture 3, with hit singles. With hit single, Straighten It. Ain't nothing but a little bit of "Straightening." Ain't, first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, them niggas ate that up. Okay? Them niggas ate that up. We was playing Straighten It all summer. Playing straightening, doing a little dance, like we was going crazy with straightening. They ain't straightening up, okay? Ain't none but a little bit straightening. Ain't nothing but a little. That's my shit, okay? That was my shit. Y'all could ask. I went to Miami that summer because my cousin had turned 18, so we had went to Miami or whatever. And um, we had went to Miami, and the whole time we was in the Uber, bro. I promise you, every Uber ride we listened to straightening. Every Uber ride we listened to straightening. Every single Uber ride. That song and the song Future Uzi dropped, um, Drinking and Smoking, but Straightening was straightening was definitely a song of the summer. Um, culture Three wraps up the Culture series, um, as of right now, but um, that wraps up the Culture series before Takeoff passes away, because now if they drop another Culture, um, it won't feel the same, and also It won't be the same because he's not here to enjoy it. He's not here to see the fruits of his labor. So I don't know what they're going to do about the cultures. But as of right now, there's three culture albums. So y'all go stream those and listen to those and appreciate those because they're not bad projects. They're actually really, really good projects. The Migos had such a big impact on rap, bro. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because, like I said, I'm on the younger side of things. So, like, even though niggas was wearing chains and they was getting their cars and stuff like that, like, the Migos just took it to another level. Like, I remember one year um, for Takeoff's birthday, Quavo had bought him, like, this – um. This chain with all three of their faces on it Man fuck that chain Quavo had either take, I got it for himself Or Quavo had got him the rocket chain The shit that spins around Cause y'all remember the Migos was one of the first niggas out here With the spinny, the, the spinny chain Quavo let you niggas know Off let you niggas know Offset let you niggas know You niggas not out here with the chain that spins around Okay Y'all not out here like that Y'all not out here with the chain with the rocket on it That has the fucking solar system attached to it Y'all not out here like that I'm telling you, when them niggas came in with their chains and started doing their creative shit, niggas niggas really, I feel like niggas was really like, okay, cool, the Migos is doing it, so we need to do it. Cause I feel like the only person, the first people I heard Icebox from was the Migos. Just like, for example, like, A Boogie, like, A Boogie used to rap about Aviani all the time. Aviani all the time. Every A Boogie, every A Boogie song, he rapped about Aviani. I didn't know who the fuck Aviani was before A Boogie, just like, I didn't know who the fuck Icebox was before the Migos okay? Not even just they chains, bro. The exotic-ass cars, and like I said, like, other generations have done that, but I'm talking about my generation. Okay? I'm Gen Z. And it was just, like, the flashiness and the strive to be different and the strive to just be yourself for real, because that's what they was doing. They was being themselves, because the Migos was getting a lot of hate at that time, because people felt like they were just materialistic and they were doing the most. But, like, I feel like the real understood they were enjoying their money spending their money on things they wanted to spend their money on and they were being themselves they weren't harming people and they weren't just spending money on fucking clothes cars and shoes and stuff in their fashion their fashion was raw okay their fashion was raw like raw, so raw to the point that people critics were critiquing their fashion that's how raw it was but um their fashion was definitely raw um What was I saying? Sorry, y'all. I like got sidetracked or whatever. The fashion was raw. But they weren't just spending their money and flashing their money on crazy shit. They were helping the community. Every year, Wyron had a turkey drive. Every year since twenty seventeen, Quavo has done um, the charity football game. Which Quavo, um, honey, y'all, y'all, y'all see how every other artist they got their own day. We need a takeoff convention. We need a takeoff weekend. We need something where we can celebrate takeoff with y'all, but at the same time, the fans, like, we can celebrate it all together because, honey, Take deserves that. Take deserves that. Fuck what everybody else got going on. Take don't need a day. He need a whole weekend, whole weekend in the A, okay? Whole weekend in the A. I will fly out for that shit. I will fly out for that shit because that's how much – I feel like people fail to realize because Takeoff wasn't as the like as talkative as Quavo and as Offset, and because he wasn't as out there and we didn't know so much about him, doesn't make him less important. Cause let me tell you, little niggas some. Cause you niggas want to be on game now and talking about oh we been new Take was the best. You niggas was shitting on Takeoff. Let's let's keep it a hundred. But you know what? Y'all spreading love, so I'm not even gonna bring that up. But um, the real new, the real new who who, who was the best? Nigga, offset and Quavo would tell you that shit. We knew who was the best. We knew we knew who really, really contributed to the to the Migos. We knew who was the cherry on top. Takeoff. He put a lot into this. He's the reason why we have the Migos. He brought it up to Quavo and them. He's the reason why the culture changed, in my opinion. We wouldn't have no motherfucking culture album if Takeoff wasn't. Sitting there with his little beats and, and telling Quavo and this Quavo and all said that they should rap, we wouldn't have it. So yeah, that man d- deserves a fucking convention. He deserves a weekend dedicated to him every freaking year. Every year. So even though the team's going through a lot right now, can y'all need to do that? Okay, maybe not this next year, but in, because it's gonna take a lot to grieve from. Oh my gosh, God, God bless his family. Gonna take a lot to grieve from, but um, yes, Quavo, please do that. Okay, if you listen to this, Quavo, hit a bitch up. Not even hit a bitch up. Fuck that. Just just send a just send a bitch a pass or something. Okay, send a bitch a pass or something. But um, not even that. On a serious note, though, I was trying to crack a joke. Please, um. There needs to be something cool to celebrate his life. And um I know y'all got it in the bag because I know the love for him is there. So I know y'all I know y'all got it in the bag, but don't that needs to be put in order like now. But um the culture changed the world. The culture album, in my opinion, changed the world. The Migo changed the world, low key, because bitch, I'm telling you, for my generation, bitch. That was our like Gucci. That was our like my mom and them generation. They had the Gucci Mane. They had the um the freaky um they had the freaky girl in the club. They had the lemonade in the club. They had the Jeezy in the club. Nigga, we had the Migos. I mean, we still got the Migos. But handsome and wealthy, wishy washy, bad and bougie. Those are our twerk songs. Okay, that's our generation. I like. I feel like people fail to realize that like niggas dead ass just took one of the biggest like impacts of our generation, a generation away from us over a disagreement and a lack of thought that's bullshit you fuckers anyways I don't want to harp too much on um, on that because I want to get into the success the, the Migos have and this is um. almost almost at the end um, we're going to talk about the successes the plaques, the awards, number ones because these niggas wasn't just making an impact in the community, they was making an impact in music, honey, it was everywhere um, The Last Rocket which was Takeoff's debut album his debut solo album was num- went number four on the Billboard 200 charts it went number two on the U.S. Top R&B and Hip Hop Album Charts. Uh, for Culture, Culture went number one on the U.S. and Canada Billboard Charts, and it also went number one on the U.S. Top R&B and Hip Hop Charts. And it charted number two on Australia's Urban Album Chart. And I just, I just put Australia on there because I want y'all to know the Migos was Glaubo, okay? They was global, okay? They was selling records globally, okay? Don't play with them. Anyways. Moving on to culture two, culture two, which was the second album in the culture series. It went number one on both US and Canada Billboard charts. It went number four on the UK charts. Like I said, these niggas was global. Um, and the hit singles off of these albums I just named, they also charted as well. I just don't have that in my notes. But they went really hard as well. Um, really high as well. And culture three reached number two on the US Billboard two hundred charts and it had over 144.57 million streams during the first week it dropped. Um, that's huge as fuck. That's huge as fuck. I saw something the other day where uh, where they listed the top streamed um, albums when they first dropped or whatever, and the Migos wasn't on that list, but the numbers were huge. Like Drake had like seven hundred million. Like, there's seven hundred million people in the fucking world. Well, actually. That sounded really dumb to me because I'm in college. Because, bro, when you live in America, bro, sometimes you don't think outside of America. And sometimes I fail to forget there's a world outside of America because I'd be wrapped up in all our goofy shit. Anyways, as a collective, the Migos have two Grammy nominations, one AMA award and four BET awards. Um, So those are all their awards, all their charts. And I put that out there to show you all that one, take participated in this. This is the legacy he left behind. This is what we need to celebrate. This is what we need to celebrate. This is his legacy. Just as much if it's Quavo's and Takeoff's, this is his. He put in the work for this, the blood, sweat, and the tears for this. He did this. Kirshnik Karibal a.k.a. takeoff, was 28 years old when he was shot and killed on November 1st, 2022. He leaves behind his grandma, um, his mother, his baby sister, and his baby brother, and also a bunch of family, other family. God bless them. Um, according, I saw a clip of Charleston White, and I just wanted to add this in there, according to him, he didn't have any children, but he was the man in his house. And I feel like a quote like that speaks a lot of volumes because even though he didn't have any kids of his own, didn't have a wife of his own, from what we know of, he took care of his. Y'all remember that one Christmas where him and Quay, him and Quavo, I keep calling Quavo Quay because it's like simpler to say Quay, but y'all remember that Christmas where they dropped a bag on their mama, on their grand, on Quavo mama, and take off, and take off Granny, and I think Takeoff's mom got a house that that year too but they dropped a couple a couple mil on the house for the grandmother, well, for mama. I'm just gonna call her mama. For mama. Y'all remember that? They took care of this. Y'all, they took care of theirs. Y'all remember when they bought the baby brother a car? They bought him a, a track or a Hellcat or one of them shits. And it's not about what they bought. It's not about the materialistic things. It's that they took care of their family. One thing about the Migos, they were all about family. They were all about keeping God first. Being yourself and taking care of your family. I want y'all to remember that. Um, before we get into the quote I want to leave y'all with that takeoff said, um, I just have some things to say. Um, I pray that God is really sending that family love and peace for real. Um, even though it's gonna come within time, because things like that come within time. But um, I just pray that he's leading them to healing and he's filling them with love and I pray that somebody's there with Quavo or Quavo's getting the proper help that he needs because this is not a situation this is a really bad, traumatic situation. I pray that someone's there with his mom, because his mom lost his his mom lost her baby, her oldest baby. His baby sister lost her older brother. His baby brother lost his older brother. And if y'all don't know, Quavo's not Quavo, Takeoff's brother. Ever since he got, like, of age, he's been running around with them because he's trying to rap, too, because he signed our YRN. So I, I, I hope he wasn't there that night because he's been around them for a really long time. Um, he runs with them. So I hope he wasn't there that night. But um, if he was there, God bless him, too. Get him the help that he needs. God bless Offset. Oh, my gosh. Get them all the help that they need, for real. And as fans, y'all, the only thing that we can do is celebrate his life and his success, his journey, His beauty. Literally all we can do is celebrate him because from what we know and what from what we heard from people who have been around with him and who have run in the same circles as, as him, he lived a beautiful life and he was a beautiful person and he was respectful, and that should be celebrated. Takeoff wasn't one of these dudes out here where he was being ignorant on the Internet all the time and he was causing unnecessary drama and he was beating on people and doing all extra shit. Like even 21 Savage said he was like, if take – is out of his element, and he's fessing niggas up, it's because that nigga was wrong. And the way 21 said that shit, he said it to where everybody knew that. That was a clear, common understanding. Even in interviews, we didn't even hear him talk a lot, and the nigga would just sit there and make sounds, but it was funny. He was com- he was comedic. That nigga was a comedian, please. But... He was simply just being himself and being comfortable with being himself. I saw a video of um Jazzy, the, the little girls doing interviews out here with all the big artists. And the way um she was like, she was like, oh, what advice do you guys have for, you know, people, you know, young kids or whatever? It take was like, one, keep God first and always be yourself. And that wasn't something cliche for him because if y'all know, Take, Take is constantly himself. He was constantly himself. Take never, Takeoff never made it, <laughs> excuse me, Takeoff never just did the most. And every time he opened his mouth, he had some good to say. Point blank, period. He sat there and he minded his business most of the time from what we saw in interviews and from what we saw, from what we heard from other people. He was just simply being him and being comfortable with that. His music spoke for him, nothing more, nothing less. We don't know Takeoff as an Instagram nigga. We don't know Takeoff as one of these deadbeat ass niggas. We don't know Takeoff as one of these sherm ass, lame ass niggas who don't have nothing to offer. We don't Takeoff as a rapper. And he blessed us with his talent. He blessed us with his his creativity. He blessed his cousins with the ability to rap, not even, like, saying that he was the reason why they— said. St- well, he was the reason why they started rapping low-key, but God—they he they, they got their talents from God. But he blessed them with the opportunity, if you think about it, because he brought it up to them, and without him bringing it up to them, we wouldn't have the Migos. He blessed us with his career. And now it's time for us as fans, it's time for us to celebrate that. Because, like I said, we can't do shit to bring him back We can't do nothing to bring him back. But the only thing that we can do is celebrate his legacy because at the end of the day, his family got to go through all that pain, bro, because we're going to move, like when I say we're going to move on with our lives, we're going to continue with our everyday lives. His family got to deal with that pain. They got to deal with that grief because they have to live with that reality every day because it's right there in their faith. But as fans, What we can do is we can celebrate his life and we can stream the music, celebrate the music, enjoy the music, promote the music. And that's what we should do because he didn't deserve this. He died for no reason. I don't know what happened that night. Nobody knows what happened that night except for the people who were there. But I think we all have a common understanding that that didn't need to happen that night. That could have been prevented. In the way that they were describing how Take was acting that night, they said that he wasn't even talking about it, and talking to nobody, and he wasn't even playing no dice. He wasn't even confrontating with niggas. That didn't need to happen to him. That didn't need to happen to nobody, but it damn sure didn't need to happen to him. Y'all, on, on some real shit though. You niggas hurt the industry with this one. Like this shit just shifted the industry like on some real shit. Like we've had multiple rappers before and they're not as less valuable. Like I said, rest in peace, King Von, rest in peace, Mo3, rest in peace, Young Dolph, rest in peace. There's so many niggas that I could say rest in peace to, rest in peace to all those people. But you niggas really hurt the industry with this one. This one sucks, this one sucks. I agree with Sauce Waka. He said, the industry, hip-hop took an L with this one, and it really did. This one hurts. Even though this situation, I promise you ain't got shit to deal with hip-hop, and I probably has a lot of shit to do with street shit and all types of shit, or probably doesn't have shit to do with street shit. Even though, because I said, I, I gave y'all the reason why this shit happened, why this particular shit happened, but I don't know what the lead-up was to this. I don't know. But this didn't need to happen. And I pray that everybody who's involved in this situation outside of Quavo and the wire End team, I pray that y'all heal. And I pray that y'all go get help. Even, even my ties crew. I pray that y'all heal and I pray that y'all go get help. But I also pray that whoever put that bullet in his head that night And I'm going to keep saying that because y'all niggas put a bullet in his head. I'm praying you get your time. And I don't know what God's going to do with that. I don't know how that's going to work out. But an innocent person died that night. And now hip-hop will never be the same for real. We can't enjoy the Migos. Like how we how we used to enjoy the Migos. When them niggas fell out, we knew them niggas was gonna be beefed. Literally, I said it in like a couple episodes ago. I was like, we know them niggas gonna be beefed out for a little bit or whatever, but they gonna come back. There's no coming back from this. It's you know some bands they can go on stage without the you know their fucking third member. You can't do this with the Migos. I mean, you can, but it's not gonna feel the same. This sucks. And the only thing we can do, and not even that, it happened, and the only thing that we can do is celebrate his life and celebrate the beauty that people said that he left on and that we know he left on. Rest in peace, take off. I feel like as a community, we're really sad this happened to you. Like, really sad this happened to you. And I feel, I'm, I'm so sad that our community is like this now. Like, I feel like it's always been like this, but it's so sad when innocent people get killed from it. Rest in peace, take off. We're gonna, the industry, hip hop lovers, Migo fans, music, music fanatics, We're going to miss you a lot. Oh my gosh, take off. We're going to miss you a lot. Because this didn't deserve to happen to you. Rest in peace. I usually do a song of the show. But I'm going to do an album of the show. Three albums, actually, because I want y'all to really grow with the Migos. I want y'all to listen to their catalog. I want y'all to understand the love that some of us had for the Migos. I want y'all to understand where they came from and to where they were before Take passed away. Um. So, yeah. So, the albums of the show are No Label, which, well, Jug Season was the first mixtape, but No Label is no label speaks volumes so y'all go tap in with no label and then after y'all listen to no label first of all y'all need to listen to young rich niggas and all that types of stuff like that i low-key should have put young rich niggas on there y'all go listen to no label and on top of that y'all go listen to young rich niggas too and then after that go listen to culture and then after that listen to the last project they just dropped even though offsets on this project And also, that's another thing before. Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to get into that. I'm not even going to get into that. I don't want to even get into that. Excuse that part. Uh, Go listen to No Label, Young Rich Niggas, Culture, and Only Built for Infinity Links. Because right there, that shows you that they started from something and came to something. Because now the Migos are a household name because of the hard work they put in. This wasn't overnight them niggas was, literally had YouTube videos of them being, um, literally have YouTube videos of them being in their home, in their big ass polos, and their big ass fucking khakis, I'm so sick of these khakis, please, fuck, I'm so sick of these khakis, but, um, there's videos of them just sitting, not sitting, there's videos of them that show their progression, and show that, you know, before the fame and shit. They were just regular ass people just trying to make it in this world like the rest of us. These celebrities are human, y'all. Don't forget that shit. They're human. They are freaking human. Remember that. And they they go through real shit. Sending lots of love, peace and healing to the family and to other people who are affected by this because I know it sucks for a lot of us um, simply because of we know this shit didn't need to happen. Rest in peace, Takeoff. Rest in peace, E-Dot Baby. Rest in peace, um, P&B Rock. Rest in peace, King Vaughn. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. And the list goes on. I don't, I don't know if I said e Baby. Oh, rest in peace Mo. 3. Rest in peace E-Dot Baby. Rest in peace Draco the Ruler. Rest in peace Trouble. Rest in peace Jay the Youngin. And if you look at this list, y'all, it's a bunch of just shootings. Except for Draco. Draco got sweat, um Stabbed. Rest in peace excess tentacion. The list goes on. I'm like I am going to leave the show off with this quote take off said in his complex interview. Or well, I got this quote from Complex. I don't know if he said it in an interview, but he said that because I guess he was asked how do you want to be remembered? Like what do you want you, what do you want of your career? And Tate said this. He said, I want longevity. I want to stay consistent. I want to be eight, ten years, twenty years later, you still remember my music. You still be able to live on. You'll still remember me. And you'll still remember all the work we put in. We gonna remember you, Tate. Oh my gosh, Take off. We gonna remember you, bro we going to remember you, bro. We, we not letting this go. I'm telling you, I feel like as a collective, we all know we not letting this go. Your music will live on. We're going to be listening to Migos for the rest of our lives because of this, how much of, of classics they have. And also because of how much they brought to the world. And we'll remember you in a good light. And we'll celebrate you and your legacy. Rest in peace, take off. Thank you guys for listening to this, this episode. It sucks that my first episode back had to be, you know, about taking his passing. But um, it was important. And I made this episode to celebrate him and to sh- tell y'all to celebrate him because that's the only thing that we can do, and that's the right thing to do. Rest in peace, Take. Thank y'all for listening. Um, follow respectfully. I'm not sorry on all, well, not on all platforms on Instagram, and wherever you're listening listening to this to, please subscribe, like, um, rate, and leave a comment. I'm Imani Michaela, and I'm out. Recipes take off.